Greetings and welcome to Converging Streams, Interfaith Fellowship in Our Modern World. Our program is a production of the Muncie Interfaith Fellowship and the Unitarian Universalist Church of Muncie. This week's lesson is entitled Religious Traditions in the Congo. Please welcome Reverend George Wolfe and Dr. Yeno Matuka. Hello and welcome to Converging Streams. Today it's a pleasure to have with us Dr. Yeno Matuka. Dr. Matuka teaches at Ball State University in the Department of English. But uh, Dr. Matuka grew up in the Congo in Africa, and uh, he's going to speak to us today about his experience with indigenous religious traditions in Africa and how it connects, connected with his uh, exposure to Christianity uh, in that country. Dr. Matuka, welcome to Converging Streams. Thank you very much. Um, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about your childhood uh, and uh, the village you grew up in and so forth and uh, how religion was presented to you uh, in, that, in that period of your life. I actually was born in a village called Mboto in the western Congo. Uh, former Zaire, it used to be Congo a long time ago, went back to Zaire and Congo. Now, I was probably four years old when I left Mboto because my father died. Um, but there was a church in my village, a Baptist Missionary Society church, BMS. And my father and my mother were married in that church. And therefore, I knew about the church uh, as early as four years old. Um, there was a big bell on top of that church, meaning a tower. And uh, from that time on, I knew what the church was, so to speak. Uh, moving to my second village called Kitamisa, um, we used to go back to Mboto with my mother to, to church. And so from that time on, um, I started going to a Protestant school, as you can see the reading of the Bible, and memorizing some Bible verses. Um, it started very early in my life. So you were basically raised in the Christian tradition. I would say so, although I shifted from the Protestant to the Catholic. Mm -hmm. uh, by the time I was nine years old, going to my third village, which is called Luzizila, um, probably 50 miles away from where I grew up, or, you know, from zero to four and four to nine. Um, and there we started the other kind of teaching, which is called the catechism, um, from the second grade all the way to high school. I was with the Catholic Church. Now, can you tell us how the more indigenous African uh, traditions uh, factored into your life? Well, for I, example, I, For example, I understand that in... Uh, African uh, religious traditions, uh, respect and honoring one's ancestors are important. Yes. Could you perhaps elaborate a little bit on that? The ancestors are honored indeed. I wouldn't say we worship them, but we do honor them because in terms of hierarchy between the, the spirit and the living, the ancestors are, in a way, closer to, to God. We have a term for God, which is Nzambi, or Nzambian Pungu. And Pungu also stands for power. It could be 
the positive kind of power, which is godly, or the negative one, which is, I guess, evil, destructive. Uh, but we combine the two for God, meaning he is the Almighty. Um, when someone dies, of course, the place become, becomes sacred. There's actually a, a word for that uh, burial ground. It is called Makuru in Kikongo. And so when you die, that's where you go. Um, and that place becomes a, it's like a holy place. And when you're passing there, should you be wearing a hat, you have to take it off. I see. You, know, so, you have to pay respect. So to this is the, the place where the person is buried. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a collective burial place. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I remember when I was uh, four years old, my father died, and we would pass there. I would stop, and, but you know, without meaning much, my mother was quite worried because she knew she, she thought there was some kind of power in me. That <laughs> um, I was invoking my father there. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. We do have uh, that connection between the living and the and the dead, and the oldest person in the clan would would be the one who can actually go and talk to the spirits, the the the, the spirit of the ancestors. Should we have a big story to sort out, let's say uh, a, a problem uh, like uh, reconciliation issue, people quarrelled over a piece of land, then you would go and. Uh, Put wine, you know, on the the grave, mm. yeah, and and talk to to, to the dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember a time when my uncle uh, wanted me to go with him at midnight because the next day we we were going to sort out this uh, big problem we had on the piece of land. Uh, we were quarrelling with the neighbors. You know? I see. Mm-hmm. I see. Now there is there is there something about. If uh, <clears throat> if somehow you offend the ancestors, that it somehow affects your uh, success. The way you can offend the ancestors is, of course, to talk evil of them, or bad things about them. Um, of course, that can cause bad luck to to you, indeed. And uh, so, in general, we we don't talk about the the dead, uh, ex- except in a positive sense. And did you did you go out and and, and, and hunt and so forth, uh, or, or involved in that aspect? And and how did that play into um, success in the system of beliefs? Um, system of beliefs. Right. Mm-hmm. If if you let's say that if you kill an animal, you're supposed to give the heart to your, your paternal side, and if you didn't do that, you're going to feel guilty. Uh, that guilt can can quickly bring bad luck to you. So, so that, that is a gift you're supposed to give. As a, right. Uh, you have to, to give the, the most you know, important part, part of the of human the body, which mm-hmm. is the heart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chest, including the heart in it. But mm-hmm. some people have become a little greedy, mm-hmm. uh, ignoring you know, those traditional values, and they would not pay that mm-hmm. respect mm-hmm. to their uh, paternal uh, clan. And what would happen then is that the next time they go hunting, the animal might not be visible, mm-hmm. or, you know. Um, and bec- the belief is that the ancestors take care of those animals and they choose when to reveal them to the living mm-hmm. uh, to, to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in that case, you have to go to your paternal clan and confess 
mm. tell them that you deprive them of their their gift um and and they they will have to bless you some other way um usually you have to pass by by the between the legs of of your your paternal oh. aunt yes uh, that's how you get your blessing you go from behind uh, forward crawling between ice right crawl between and then they will pull you by the hand and both of you will, will jump you know together mm. and that's the blessing sometimes they sort of spit on on you on your face mm-hmm. uh well that that is another way of blessing you restoring your um your chances yes now i understand there's you know in, in every religious tradition there's a way of um pursuing reconciliation uh, for example or or penance for example in, in christianity right now we're in the lenten season for yes. example hmm. and of course the lenten season is meant to be the penitential season in, in christianity um jewish tradition uh, yom kippur which is the uh, holy uh new year day or right. day's day at uh, in the jewish calendar hmm. where you're supposed to reconcile and make make right with your uh, neighbor and so forth at that part. Uh, so th- there are I understand you talked about reconciliation yes earlier uh, there are similar traditions in the uh, african traditions yes mm-hmm. reconciliation is actually en- encoded in in the system of uh, the congo people's beliefs um should you quarrel with somebody that will trigger a, a, a gathering of all the people of the the, the clans uh, of the defendant and let's say uh, the person who, who who is accusing the uh, others and you will have to sort out that problem um eventually somebody may be found guilty but that doesn't mean that um, he's going to pay the fine alone the fine is going to be paid by the whole clan um you will all you know let's say wash your hands um and 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 eat eventually they may say you're going to bring a pig that pig of sh- shame uh, that you brought to the village uh, the pig of reconciliation at the same time um and they will they will eat it together they will share it together and that's how peace is restored uh, into the community i see so in other words if i offended someone and i would bring this pig of reconciliation or pig of penance in then I would buy the pig, I would prepare it, then everybody would come and you it would be a way of giving back to the community for, for how I offended it. Exactly. And actually you won't be the only one to buy it. It's it's mm-hmm. your 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 side, your family I see. um will contribute to bring that pig. Mm-hmm. Now now what about uh ceremonies like rite of passage from mm-hmm. youth to adult or, or wedding ceremonies and so forth? When you get married um of say when you mature enough to get married uh then they organize that big gathering once again which will bring four families and friends mm-hmm. um and you will eat you will dance but before you actually go to your husband I'm talking about the, the wife here mm-hmm. um the your your family your paternal family and your maternal family will get together to give you a, a set of um rules and regulations and norms and sort of uh, pieces of advice that you need to survive in your family mm-hmm. um they do bless you so there's a ceremony of blessing so to speak too mm-hmm. and they wish you all the best 
Can you describe that ceremony a little bit? Um, well, you you would be sitting in in a uh, comfortable armchair with the best of the blankets, you know, on top of it, um, and uh, when all the rites have been done, meaning the offerings of wine and the dowry has been exchanged, whether it's bit bit of money, some money, mm-hmm. uh, and wine and clothing and all the kind of things that the, the paternal family wanted, then everything is almost over, and that's when they start talking, taking turns. The father will speak first, and then the maternal uncle will, will speak, um, telling you that if you believe in some kind of evil um, spirit, witchcraft and sorcery, this, this is not what you're going to that marriage for. So make sure none of the the two initiates this kind of union. This Mm -hmm. union is a social union. It's not uh, metaphysical, not not too uh, secretive. We we all know where you're going, but we don't know what you're going to find there, so you need to watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, The wine will be exchanged once again, and the wine, the palm wine especially, is the symbol of uh, sharing. Um, that goes along with that blessing, yes. Well, we want to thank you very much for for being with us today. Uh, There's so much to learn about the indigenous traditions, and uh, sometimes we forget about them, but there's uh, much uh, wisdom in in them as well as far as bringing communities together. So uh, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Matuka. Thank you very welcome. Hope to have you you back sometime. It was a pleasure to to talk to you. This is George Wolfe for Converging Streams. Thank you for listening to Converging Streams, interfaith fellowship in our modern world. Our program is a production of the Muncie Interfaith Fellowship with content and financial support from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Muncie and technical support from radio stations WCRD and Work FM. Most importantly, we thank you, our listeners and followers, for your support. To connect with Converging Streams, including listening to our entire catalog of past programs, getting our latest new content, and making your own contribution to this program, visit our website, convergingstreams.org. Converging Streams is produced by Tony Piazza, George Wolfe, and Thomas Perchlick. Thank you for listening, and have a pleasant week.